May I do thy will always. Amen. And may may I say something of value to to those listening. And I appreciate that you're all here. Um, again, this is Gail in Texas. And uh, let me start by giving you some stats. Sometimes I forget about that. Uh, I am seven. <clears throat> I'm 73 years old. I'm five foot six. I've released 120 pounds. Um, I uh, went to my first OA meeting when I was 21. And uh, truth is, I have been a compulsive overeater since before I can remember. My mother said I was off the weight charts by the age of three. And I suspect I was born a compulsive eater. It's just it's just how it's been for me. Um, let me uh, let me just say that I grew up in Ohio. My both my parents were pharmacists. I'm an only child. I was loved. I've heard some horrible stories of abuse. And I wondered for a while, was I missing something that happened? And how is it that I'm a food addict? Uh, but no, I I was a loved child. Uh, if anything, I was lonely because as an only child of two parents with a drugstore that kept them going until 11 o'clock every night of the week, uh, it could be lonely, but I found food. And food went with anything else I wanted to do. Read, study, play. Uh, it, it was a constant companion for me. And by the time I was eight, I was already being made fun of in the schoolyard. They'd, they'd call Gail the Whale. That was my nickname. And I hated it. And I, I started very young trying diet after diet, every kind of method. And then my parents were pharmacists. So at some point they started suggesting the various forms of, uh, of diet drugs that existed back in the 1950s. So it was the bifenamines, attenuate dose band, some of them dexedrine, some of them considered quote unquote black beauties. And they'd work for a little while until they didn't work anymore, because that wasn't my problem. Uh, part of my problem was that the world didn't think a person who was overweight was really smart. Uh, or um, they'd think that there was something wrong with me because they'd say, oh, just push away from the table. There's no problem. All the people around me in my family, they were thin. And they didn't understand that this is a disease. And it took me a long time to realize it because I just internalized all that, all that they were saying. I, I believed that this was my fault. I remember my mother saying, God helps those who help themselves. And I thought I had to do this on my own, by myself. I had to find the solution. But that wasn't the case. 
because as as you've heard, I'm sure this is a we disease, not a me disease. And it does take a village. And our village is like none other. We understand each other. We know what what that is to go through. So uh, I went to just about every spinoff of OA there was, as well as every diet, anything that was not invasive. I, even doctors suggested it. I did not go in for surgery. I I didn't take crazy things. I mean, back in the late 50s, early 60s, pregnant uh, pregnant women's urine was something they would, I mean, it's just, there were so many wild things, but if it was invasive, I would have nothing to do with it. So uh, I went along uh, ping-ponging high and low, uh, never low for very long because I'd be right back up again. Uh, I didn't have that emotional sobriety, and after a while, what I had in terms of uh, a, a, a real God concept, I felt that I ruined it because I would say, if you would do this for me, I will lose weight. It was always about losing weight, seemed the most important thing I could do, and I never did. So I thought God cut the channel on me that that I had abused that too many times, and it wasn't the case. But I had to go through a good 50 years of trial and error and struggle, and there were some good times, but there were also so many miserable times because I just wanted the acceptance that I thought all I had to do was lose weight and I would have the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That would do it. That would make it all work. I just didn't understand so much that we learn here in the 12 steps. So I thought I took the first three steps. In the meantime, when I was 11, my dad, who was a type 1 diabetic, passed away from a heart attack. That was the worst thing that ever happened in my life, or at least one of the worst, but certainly at that time it devastated me. When I was um, in high school, I believe that's when I started my own diabetic tour because of the food I was eating and the way I was eating it. I hit my highest weight when I was in college. I got up to 276. This disease is so baffling powerful. Um, when many years later, I found my disease saying to me, well, you know, you're not so bad. You didn't get to your highest weight. You only got to 265, not 276. By that time, I could barely walk. I could uh, not stand for more than five minutes without needing to sit down, out of breath. And at this point, I was also a type 1 diabetic, again, from the food abuse, but I couldn't seem to get away from it. Well, that's when I got the true gift of this desperation. 
I never understood before how anyone could call that a gift. What makes that a gift, for heaven's sakes? No, it's real, because that's when I really understood the steps I had been studying. I was starting to to come around to the understanding that I was not like other people and never would be, and that this disease is just that. And it is not something that I needed to be so embarrassed of and and fearful. Well, now I had to get to the age of 69 before this struck me and I understood and I went into the place that would protect me in ways I had never had before. Now my hat's, hat's off to anyone in this traditional OA setting that can get it, understand, and realize the gift, the ninth and tenth step promises are real. But I always found a way to exit stage left. Um, I I found a list that I thought I want to share with you because I thought it was so true. It's called 12 Steps to a Slip, saying that every slip has a beginning. And, and we need to know our danger signals. So I'm going to read through some of this, see what you think. Number one, start missing meetings for any reason, real or imaginary. That's a clue for me. Two, become critical of the methods used by other members who may not agree with yours in everything. Yeah, I have done, I've been there. Ego is a, <laughs> is a rough one. Three. Nurse the idea that someday, somehow, you can eat like normal people again. Well, actually, I never could eat like normal people. And I know for a fact that I never will be able to eat like normal people. And I am in full acceptance of that. But it's something that I went back out any number of times once again to think, wow, I got to my goal weight and now, now nothing. Now dig in and keep it going. Four, let the let the other members of the twelfth step work in let, uh, let the other members do the twelfth step work in your group. You're too busy. Oh, I was always too busy. I was one of the workaholics. That was another one of my issues through uh, most of my life till I brought on, actually brought on thyroid eye disease and could no longer work at the age of 50. I have a lot of issues, physical issues that came from my compulsive eating, but they don't have to stop anybody. I'm as good at poor me as anybody else but I won't go there anymore because it works against me and for my disease. Um, six, became so pleased with your own views of the program that you consider yourself an authority. Uh, that is 
the worst place to be. Seven, start a small clique with your own group composed of only a few members who see eye to eye with you. It's, um, it's a sad thing to fall back on just those people I'm, I'm with and not be open to the newcomer, to other returnees. I don't, I, if I did it before, and I probably did, I, I don't today. Uh, eight, tell the new member in confidence that you yourself do not take all the 12 steps seriously. Oh, wow. So that would mean not only am I going to ruin my own program, I could take someone else's program along with it if they believed it. Nine, let your mind dwell more and more on how much you are helping others rather than on how much the OA program is helping you. Gratitude is a very big issue for me. Uh, I give my sponsor 10 gratitudes every day along with my food plan and uh, always look at the for today and do a little writing on something from that reading. And it opens my day up to start in the right foot. 10, if an unfortunate member has a slip, Drop them at once, not I. You did not drop someone slipping. Do whatever it takes to help them because I don't want anyone else to have to go through 50 years of misery because I didn't learn something. Maybe I can help someone else or plant a seed. Um, 11, graduate to the point of no longer needing a sponsor yourself. For me, there is no graduation from this program. Uh, it's why when I introduce myself, I don't say that I'm a recovered compulsive eater because I will live in recovery. And I hope to live in recovery because I want to learn more about myself and what I can do to strengthen my program and be of service for others. And 12. Look upon a food plan as a vital thing for new members, but not for yourself. You outgrew the need for that long ago. I will never outgrow the need for that because that slip sliding is what I did for way too many years. And the truth is there's one slogan that always works for me, and that is that I know I have another binge in me but I do not know if I have another recovery. And I honestly don't think I have another recovery because I have been through too many illnesses. Um, I had a heart attack. I have four stints. I'm low vision. I have neuropathies. I, I have a whole list of things that are not stopping me from what I Five have now. Thank you so much. Right now, I have four years and 10 months of back-to-back -back abstinence following uh, the food plan that my sponsor gave me, uh, three meals a day, nothing in between except water, herbal tea, uh, or uh, the kind of uh, um, seltzer water 
that has no sweetener, no artificial sweetener, no caffeine in my diet, and it has made me a gentler, um, much nicer person than I was when people used to give me wide berth because I was awful. I was full on wheels in the mornings. Not true anymore. And the food plan, the 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 study of the steps, my higher power, whom I choose to call God, that that pipeline was what I stopped, not that God had lost or was punishing me. Mine is a loving higher power and uh, has made such a huge distance difference in my life, as has meditation and prayer. Um, let me see where I would, I've got about four more minutes. I've got to tell you that I believe in the non-food alternatives, to the food rewards that were my friend and constant companion that are no longer appropriate for me. So. I know that the kid in me wants to have fun. So I make up, as I did and I recommend, an A to Z, A to Z list, whether it's a, a list of gratitude, uh, a list of, uh, actually I did a list of the foods I had abused and I shared it with another person in the program who said that wouldn't, that would be no problem, got bothered by one of them. So I swore never to share that particular list again. But uh, this list is non-food alternatives. So like A, uh, and these may only be things that are fun for me, not anyone else, but maybe some of them would relate. Uh, a, I, I chose airport date. I mean, I actually enjoy watching the planes landing and taking off and while I'm listening to the tower direct them inside uh, either air-conditioned or a heated car. Well, anyway, that's, I'm a little crazy. B, beating project. I love various crafts, creating and designing jewelry is one of the things I enjoy. C, chess or checkers, just playing with another person. D, drawing, pencil or pen, charcoal or chalk. E, ebooks. I love to have an ebook that's one that reads to me while I'm doing chores or resting. Uh, my eyes are very sensitive, so uh, it, it's a lovely thing. It also gets me through the, the mundane kinds of things that we need to do anyway. F for focus groups, form a crafting meeting on Zoom or a book club or, or a music venue for another uh, fellow or, or group of people. Creative outlets that you'd enjoy. G, gratitude, and I mentioned that uh, I do them on a daily basis. Well, I had heard 
in 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 a, a spiritual side of people doing a hundred gratitudes a day, and I thought, well, let me try it sometime. And I got up to seventy-two in one day. That's the most I've ever done. Uh, H, higher power. Choose and connect with the higher power right to you. I, instruments. Have you always wanted to play a musical instrument and maybe now is the time? J, journaling. Many of us have found joy in recording our thoughts. K, kindness practice. If I do not feel kindly toward myself, I can't extend kindness to others. Um, October 16th for today is really supportive of that one. Laughter, L. Need a little checking, cheering up? Uh, try a funny podcast or ebook. Call someone in program with a good sense of humor. It really lightens the load. M. Music, any form. If you sing, play, listen, uh, music can turn my mood around right away. N. Newcomer greeter. It's a wonderful way to stay in touch, make the phone calls. I do my best to make three phone calls a day and, and receive three. I find this practice gives back to me. I say things to newcomers that, generally speaking, I think it's what I needed to hear myself. Um, and let's see. Oh. Outreach, questions, or ideas. When I'm not sure what to say, I think about what I might want to know more about, like how another person's program, how did they stay abstinent, or how do they deal with travel. It's, there's so many possibilities, and certainly listening to people share something that comes up during that. Key for phone, phone a fellow especially with thoughts about what I heard that person say or share, like like with O above. Uh, quality F two. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't realize it. All right. If you're a newcomer, please keep coming back. It does work. This is Gail in Texas. That's Central Time. It's 214-405. Thank you for allowing me to share.